There's a famous saying that travel is the only thing you can buy that makes you richer. Timeless memories come from the experiences that we have seeing the world. And with these experiences live the stories that we share with our friends and family for years. And for all the knowledge that travel agents gain from learning about the world for their clients, they too have some hilarious tales worth sharing. Welcome to Talking Travel, your home for all the big stories, major interviews, and a little bit of gossip from the world of travel with your hosts, John Underwood and Matt Lennon. Hello, everyone. I'm John Underwood, Managing Editor of Travel Talk, Australia's favourite travel news magazine. And I'm Matt Lennon, Digital Editor of Travel Talk. Did I ever tell you, John, about the time in Las Vegas when I very rudely interrupted Jerry Springer while he was eating to ask for a photo? Um, that come from? But no, you didn't. Well, today's episode is all about the best, worst, funniest and the most incredible stories and experiences that travel agents have had on their global adventures. Oh, I see. Well, on that note, here's a story for you. I once checked in at Johannesburg Airport for a flight back to Australia only to be told that my residency visa had expired and I couldn't fly home. Oh, my God, you're kidding. Afraid not. Still puts me in a cold sweat when I think about it. What happened with Jerry Springer, though? Well, I was young and silly and probably a bit starstruck on my first trip to the US. I probably should have let him finish eating. We were at a buffet after all. But he was uh, very polite and graciously took the photo with me before asking if he could go back to his dinner. What happened with you? How did you get back in the country? Well, a very helpful guy from immigration saw my problem and walked me through the online process, and I just made the flight, but I did get the deaths there from all the passengers. Don't even want to think what my wife would have said if I'd missed that flight. That, that's a good story. Well, on that note, we all know travel agents have some incredible stories of their own, which Flight Center has now turned into a YouTube series called This One Time. Let's hear more about it. Our guest today is Clint Hearn, Flight Centre's Global Head of Marketing. Welcome to Talking Travel, Clint. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Now, this one time is it's certainly a clever way of highlighting some of the stories your agents might be more likely to tell at the pub than at the store. But um, isn't that the point of the whole thing? Yeah, definitely. It was a, it's a nice, really short way to be able to um, say we have real people, we have some real stories, and, and they touch everything from being hilarious, and, and there's a couple of really funny ones coming up to ones that are a little bit more deeper and, and, and touch you at your soul, which is nice. Well, it's a great idea, but where do you even begin with something like this? Was was there an audition process? No, definitely not. We actually just sent out um, a, a casting call to all our agents um, globally. So, And then we had a couple of our content guys go record them or they could do it on their own phone. And we just said, let's let's cut together the best ones. Was there, a, was, was there Were they like fighting to get on board? They all wanted to tell their stories? There is some of that, but there's a fair few extroverts in, in Flight Centre. So sometimes the introverts have the best stories. So we had to go find them and seek them out a little bit more. Uh, but I think everyone has great travel stories, which is which is interesting. But to get it done in a minute uh, was probably more the challenge. Now, don't share any now, but um, there must have been some that uh, you probably couldn't air. Yeah, there's a couple that we've, we've got. Uh, are they crossing the line or not? So, uh, you know, some, some that touch into that or... or for some reason, a lot there's a lot of toilet humour that goes on with some of these travel stories. So uh, maybe they'll come into a you know a, a sealed section 
uh, within YouTube. Did you did you have to use the bleeper for some of the stories? Uh, we've decided not to use the bleeper. Um, I think that you'll you'll find a little bit of risque language every now and again in there. Uh, we'll just sort of warm up to it, but we might have to put a warning on it at the start. Right. Well, um, I had a listen. To, I had a look at the ones that are on YouTube, and I liked how you spliced in some of the um, uh, the agents, you know, home videos or movie or. Um, uh, you know, travel videos and travel photos, like showing them and illustrating their stories. Yeah, we actually got the agents to all provide their their own footage. So uh, wherever possible, we've tried to use them. And I guess one of the best things about travel is usually you have the story, but you've got the pictures or the videos to back it up now with, now with everyone with our, our camera in hand. Well, one thing's for sure, Clint, it'll certainly help customers identify with uh, flight centre agents. Again, was that one of the goals of the series? Yeah, definitely. I, I think what's what's you know really unique about us is is we are backed by a, a great um, you know three thousand people across the globe um, that do travel and are travellers and are travellers. So it, it was really to make sure that you know how do we bring to life that you know our people do do it they, they create amazing holidays for our our customers but they also have a lot of those amazing holidays themselves that's why they work in this brilliant industry well you've got some more clips coming to the youtube channel i'm sure can you share anything about some of the clips that are yet to be posted oh that there's some about um uh, and maybe my head's just on bathroom at the minute i i know we have one um from lorraine which is talking about a, a bathroom story in in um, southeast asia which is good uh, we have a couple more that are a little bit more. Uh, um, there seems to be a couple of proposals that go on, uh, which is which is nice. Um, I, I was unfortunately unable to air a couple of mine, which is getting married by Elvis, but to to a total random um, in Canada. So I might make season season two if I'm lucky. Well, you can't throw that out and then not tell us the story, Clint. Come on, you can you can tell us on Talking Travel. We're, we're a fairly broad-minded audience. Um, I, I, I've gone overseas, um, and look, no traveller needs any sort of, you know, it, um, um, invitation to talk travel, but I, I, I was in Las Vegas and, um, I was on this group tour and, uh, we, we ended up, um, in this wedding chapel and it was the Graceland, um, chapel and we watched this other wedding and then, then someone's like, Hey, do, do you two want to get married to, uh, by Elvis? And I, I was with there with this group of people and it was this lovely, um, Canadian lady and I was like, no, like I was just there in my, my shorts and my flip-flops and, and uh, my mum's a massive Elvis fan, uh, which was great. And then they're like, no, do it. And so I was like, you know, why not? I, I think I was 23 and I was like, got up there and, and Elvis swaggered in, had a bit of a song and, and do I know if it's legal or not? No idea. Uh, but I, I definitely did. And we sat at the altar and said, I do. So we had a, a, a wild, um, you know, reception afterwards, which was nice. Are you still in touch with this person? Uh, no, um, and, and I haven't heard the videos out there somewhere, but every now and then I look in. So uh, lucky I haven't tried to get married again in the States because I'm unsure if I'd be allowed to. <laughs> well, I was going to say that sounds to me that legally you are actually married to someone somewhere in the world. Well, I, I think maybe either lucky them or very unfortunate for them, <laughs> uh, depending on which way you look at it. Well, you don't, say, you don't sound all shook up, can I say, throwing in an Elvis pun. <laughs> that is brilliant. That is very good. I, did, I didn't have uh, uh, my blue suede shoes on either, so no, just flip-flops for that. Goodness. Are you gonna, is this a, for a clip that you're going to record for yourself on this uh, YouTube series? <laughs> 
No, I, I was trying to debate which one because I, I have a. Um, I was also lucky enough to be um, see Queen with Paul Rogers in uh, Moscow in Russia, and I have a couple of interesting Russian stories that I might save instead. Well, you, this series is all about the frontline agents, but have you got any stories that uh, did anybody from the upper end of um, Flight Center contribute to this besides yourself? No, no, not at the moment. I, I, we, we, we asked them. I think they're a little bit more cautious for anything that I, you know, go and request from them. So I, I think next time we're going to lock them in a room for one of our conferences and just have them go after each other um, and maybe have a little bit of liquid courage that gets it out of them as well. Screw would have some incredible stories, but um, that would probably have ramifications for shareholders. Uh, I'm sure we're all positive. <laughs> um, I think, you know, one of the... One of the great things, our culture and, 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 and our people. So I think, you know, that they might, you know, help with some recruiting. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do that as a follow-up to this broadcast. We'll put the challenge out there to Graham Screw-Turner to come forward with his most embarrassing travel story. Um, Clint, I wanted to ask you, um, this whole business of putting stuff up on YouTube, do you see this as a, as a really good channel to get not only your message out but to help consumers maybe see a little bit of the world before they actually book their travels? Yeah, I, I do. I think digital video, we actually um, consolidated our five accounts from around the globe at the end of last year. Um, and we had about two and a half thousand subscribers, which is a little bit sad for a travel company, you know, where, you know, you get to showcase great things. And we're now we're over 25,000. So it's a really good way that we can share across our five countries that, that we're in um, from a flight center brand point of view, but also different different sort of video and medium. So we've done longer form, you know, Travel Runway, which is all sort of music, or we did Kids Talk recently, which also worked really well. So it's a nice way to cut in and, and speak to our different, you know, we're a mass market to our different sort of customer base. So hopefully more of it. I think it's the way of the future. Well, you mentioned Kids Talk there. Um, I've seen some of the traffic numbers on that. It seemed, oh, I don't know if you'd call it viral, but it did pretty well. Yeah, we were stoked with it. It was a great idea from um, a couple of our internal people um, and that, that they're all um, kids of our staff. So I've got my two were in there, um, but then we had all our staff provide their kids, which was which was great. And we have a second version coming out, a second series coming out later in the year. But it went off. It did, it did extremely well. And, and kids are hilarious, like what they say. And then you had the parents in the background trying to prompt them. Yes, we have been on holiday. And yes, this is what you should do. And uh, don't talk about that story. Um, but I think their stories are sometimes better than the parents. <laughs> It'd probably be a lot cleaner as well. I mean, once, once the consumers look at this series that you're putting out there, you may get consumers coming to you saying, oh, I want to tell you my story. You might have a, you might have a, a whole new career of, of putting, out, putting out travel stories. Well, I think that would be good, John, and I hope they do. I think we actually are, are looking at how do we do something quite interactive and fun in the future, potentially a competition where we do get our, um, our, our customers to provide their stories back to us because I think that would be great. Well, we'd certainly love to be involved with that, I think, wouldn't we, Matt? Definitely. Well, uh, the funnier stories, the better. Now, we've rounded up a few more great stories from your agents to include with today's episodes. So let's start with Stevie from Flight Centre Bar and Bay. How's it going? Now, you've got a great travel story for us. Um, so in 2016, I was going overseas for about six months through uh, the States, Mexico, Central America. Um, this was before I worked at Flight Center. So we had, my girlfriends and I had booked 
uh, just one-way flights over to the States and we got up to the counter to check in and they wouldn't let us check in because when you have, even though we had an Esther and a flight to Mexico booked, you actually have to travel beyond Mexico, uh, have proof of onward travel beyond Mexico uh, in order to get on the plane. So we had to go to the side, stand there with our phones and book a flight out of Mexico before we even left Brisbane uh, so that we could get on the plane and <laughs> go to the side. Boy, oh boy. Talk about uh, last-minute stress. Oh, just a little bit. So, yeah, had we have used a travel agent, I would have known that. There you go. Nice plug. Yes, nice. Throw that one in. Yes, these people who turn up at airports and haven't got their paperwork in order. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't know. So you finally got on the plane and you had a great time? We got on the plane. Uh, we did a stopover in Honolulu on the way over. Um, went surfing, had the best time, drank so many yummy cocktails, then went over to Coachella, um, had the most amazing time there. It was the year that Guns N' Roses headlined, which was pretty special. Um, it's also my birthday, so there was also that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, six months through Mexico, uh, ended up getting stuck in Antigua in Guatemala for six weeks because I absolutely adored it. Uh, so much culture, so many activities to do, and just absolutely spectacular. Perfect. Thank you for that, Stevie. Now we're joined by Nathan Varney from Flight Centre Queen Street, Brisbane. Nathan, you've got a cracking story for us. Yeah, I hope it's a good one. I um, did a ski trip with a bunch of my mates. Uh, back in 2016, we went to Mount Hotham in Victoria. Um, all the friends I went with, they've skied before. I had never done it. Uh, my first time they were all skiers and I wanted to be cool. So I chose to do snowboarding, of course. Um, and I did the, the snowboarding lessons. Everything was fine. Um, I got a bit too confident with myself and they went down one of the more harder slopes than just the beginner slopes you're used to. Uh, had a couple of, uh, scary turns that I wasn't quite practiced with. And I snow I skied straight off the mountain, um, <laughs> landing. What? Luckily, only two or three meters down the hill, um, on my back. Luckily, I had the snowboard there because it stopped my fall, so I didn't keep going down. Um, they they were obviously in front of me because they were better skiers than me, um, so they didn't see me completely topple. Um, so now I'm having to crawl myself up the mountain bit by bit, putting my feet right in the snow, trying to get higher. Luckily, some other passerby saw, they lent down their ski, climbed me back up. That was really good. Uh, but me not realizing I actually broke my snowboard, not in a way, it wasn't split in half, which is good, but one of the feet came completely loose, which is actually the foot I had to lead the way. So me not being a good snowboarder mixed with a broken board, I couldn't snowboard, but to get down the mountain, you have to snowboard uh, or ski. So with a broken board and my lack of experience, I had to get my way down this intermediate level slope, which had now some little tubes to go up and down, which not on purpose. I was doing some pretty cool tricks up and down some slopes. Um, 
finally made it to the midway point where there was a little hut where there was like a restaurant. Hey, do you guys have something I can fix my board, like a screwdriver? Yeah, sorry, no, we don't. You're gonna have to go right to the bottom to fix it. Got right down to the bottom, that's fine. Now we're at the uh, ski lifts to get me back up to the normal place so I can fix my board, get a new board, whatever. Uh, normally when you're on the ski lifts, your board's sticking out so you can easily just slide right off, easy peasy. But my board was facing down, so there's no way I could jump back on the board. Um, so when it came to my point to jump off, I literally jumped face first off the lift. So <laughs> the, the chair wouldn't hit me. Uh, and then all I hear is my friends calling out my name, um, to watch out, to look out. And I was, what's going on? And I actually now detached myself from the board and now the board's going down the hill. So here's me <laughs> with half of the boot on, half of the boot off, wobbling oh. my way, running down the hill. Ended up getting it. The rest of the ski trip was fine, but that was a very traumatizing first skiing experience. Goodness. If ever there was a, an excuse for hard liquor, that would be it. Yeah, totally. Have you been skiing since? No, but I'm not afraid to do it again. I would totally do it, and I would still snowboard because I find that so much cooler than skiing. Well, there you go. And they charge you <laughs> for the broken board. No, which is good. It was... um. All within, I guess, their, their realm of wear and tears. It didn't comp completely break. It was just an easy screwdriver fix. But obviously, I didn't have that out in the snow. Amazing. Is there video footage of any of this? Oh, I wish. No, there isn't. <laughs> Goodness me. Lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It would have been Australia's finest home video, definitely. Oh, that story of Nathan reminds me that the only time I've actually been skiing when I managed to wipe out two. Very, very unsuspecting people on a ski slope from behind because I didn't know what I was doing. They no. weren't very happy with me. Yeah, not at all. You had your own Gwyneth Paltrow moment, did you? I did. I thought I was an expert skier, and then I realized that I actually wasn't, and that was my uh, my skiing days were over. Um, anyway, Stevie, you've, uh, you've listened to Nathan's story. You've now got another one for us. Fire away. Yeah, I mean, it works well because it kind of bookends the um, – it's the same trip. Um, it was the end of that trip, the end of the six months. I was kind of pushing it. I had made it down to Nicaragua um, and I was almost completely out of money, so I was going to do the work for food and accommodation at a hostel, as you do. Um, and the first thing that went wrong – I was walking down the stairs from the uh, room and it had been raining. Uh, my foot just slipped out from under me and I just boom, 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 down the stairs. Um, oh, no. I really, really hurt my arm. I think I might have, like, possibly put a little fracture in it, but, you know, there was no going to a, <laughs> a hospital or getting an X-ray or anything like that, so... That was the first thing that happened. Second thing that happened was the staff uh, accommodation room got broken into. Uh, I had my phone, $400 US cash, uh, and my GoPro stolen from the room. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, uh-oh. Oh, Might have dear. to... Uh, give mummy a call and uh, see if she can loan me a little bit of money to survive the next couple of weeks. 
Um, but, you know, still committed to staying there and, like, just keep on keeping on. And then I decided that I'd been eating, re- eating really badly. Uh, I should have a salad that had been. Oh, I know where this is going. In the tap. <laughs> oh. In the tap water. Um, so I oh, think I was goodness. about 28 at the time. Thought I had experienced, you know, most firsts of my life. Um, but that was simultaneous uh, both ends. That was an experience. Actually, <laughs> Montezuma's Revenge in Nicaragua. Oh, my goodness. I have never been so sick in my life. I couldn't move for about three or four days. Um, and then I was like, okay, that's the universe. That's three things. In the space of like two and a bit weeks, that's the universe saying, pack her up, time to go home. So. Uh, you've been driving yeah, the horse and bus. Not even. I was just so lucky that the sink was right next to the toilet. So I could. <laughs> oh. So I could be on the toilet and vomiting into the sink next to me because it was simultaneous. And this is all in, in a space yeah, of a few weeks. Two and a bit weeks. Well, that's what makes that's travel it. memorable. Three it? strikes and you're out, buddy. Time to go home. Pack her up. <laughs> you can't have oh, a you amazing. can't have a good travel story without a, a tummy upset story. I mean, this is a bit like the Graham Norton show, isn't it? If you were on the big red chair, we'd say you can walk, Stevie. You can walk. <laughs> Thank you for that. Now, Clint, there's one final question we ask all of our guests on Talking Travel about their upcoming travel plans. Uh, what are some of the places that you're looking forward to going this year? Oh, I, I have a big one at the end of the year. So um, like I said, my, my kids are nine and, and seven. And so we're going to Lapland. We're going to Santa's Village in December. That's awesome. Um, I, I love Christmas. They love Christmas. It, it's going to be great. They've never seen the snow. They're little Queensland kids. So they're, they're nice and hot. So um, I think that'll be great. Go, doing some elf workshops. Uh, we'll go do the Christmas markets in, in Austria before it and and. Uh, that'd be brilliant. But then I, I also have a trip without the kids. So in, I think, around October, we're going to go sail around the Maldives, um, which is obviously not kid-friendly, and, and I'm happy to leave them at home. That sounds amazing. Can't wait. Yeah. A trip around the Maldives without the children sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Been, been a long time coming, that one, so I, I'm quite excited to get there. Well, Clint, this has been a hilarious look at some of the incredible experiences that your agents share with their clients on a daily basis. And uh, we look forward to seeing many more videos as they get released. So thanks for your time today and um, best of luck with the series. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, really appreciate you having me. Good on you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Talking Travel. Until next time, travel well, travel safe, But most importantly, travel now.